I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack, and it's such a pleasure having you join. Wherever you are in the world, wherever you are, and I see all the amazing countries and places that people are listening to, and first of all, I am, I'm incredibly honored, so humbled and grateful that you are with me on this journey. And I want you to know as Beautiful as it is for me to connect with all these amazing light workers and and way showers and teachers, you are, if you're called to listen to this podcast, if you're joining me and embarking on this journey, you are one of those light workers. And in the coming days and the coming weeks, certainly, there is going to be so many headlines and information and misinformation and disinformation. And it is so important that you first stay in the infinite and unconditional love of the one infinite creator, that you walk in it, that you bathe in it, that you receive it, and that you shine your light brightly and pour forth that love that you receive to everyone that you come in contact with. This is our great calling. This is our great purpose. There are many still waking up and they need your love. They need your light. They need your compassion, your empathy, your patience, you to be vulnerable, to take off your mask. (sighs) Simply be an invitation for everyone you come in contact with to receive love. And that's what this is all about. And in line with that, I am so honored to bring today's guest. This is Aaron Scotty. He was a producer in Hollywood of movies and an executive producer of a movie. One of my favorite movies that I've, I definitely saw in 2020, but really of all time, it was so heartwarming. He was the executive producer of the movie Peanut Butter Falcon. And if you have yet to see it, it's on Amazon. You can watch it. It is so touching. It's like a Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn, modern day adventure And there's some names you would recognize in the film. But Aaron has since left Hollywood and he is now embarking on what I think is the highest calling and is to wake people up, to be a light bearer, a way shower, a spiritual teacher. And I'm so excited to bring this brother and friend to you. So here we go. Um, Well, my brother, Aaron... Welcome. Welcome to the podcast, brother. I'm so excited. Everyone, Aaron and I talked yesterday. Uh, I had chills down my back. I always know when it's like alignment, when it starts and my shoulders goes down to the tip of my fingers. And yesterday was awesome. And we talked on 1221. And then it turned out to be a 1221 type of day. And if you get interrupted, no, no worries, brother. No, no problem. Yeah, they just got back from the park. Awesome. I love it. How, so how are you? And thanks for coming on, man. 
Thank you for having me. I mean, it's so funny. I was just thinking, I'm like, do you, is this what you do? You, you, you get them to smile and then you hit record. Like you had me over here cheesing. Like you just, <laughs> you just talked, you got me feeling good. And then you just hit record up and I'm looking at them. I'm like, man, I'm just like, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit like driving a car where we're not sure where we're going to go, but we're in it. No, and you said let her rip. That's what made me smile because I come from a place where you got to prepare, 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 and you go in a meeting and you want to prepare. And like I'm getting to that place where we we have everything within. And if we try to over prepare, I almost put a note, uh, a post it out. I wrote one thing and I crumbled it, threw it out. No. Because if I prepare all these things, I'm just going to be waiting for my chance to respond with what I was planning on saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just want to let her rip. And you said that. And I'm like, let's just see what goes through. And then you hit record and I'm over here like. <laughs> oh, man. oh, it's so good to be with you, man. So, oh, so good, brother. Same, same. I, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I was so encouraged talking with you yesterday and, and, and building a friendship with you. If you look at the string of podcast episodes that I've had, it's been a lot of incredibly powerful female uh, voices, which are so important, but I've been looking yeah. for brothers in this space that can step up and, and just be, and, and I'm so thankful, man, that we met. I'm so yesterday I was, I was jacked. I really was after <laughs> I was like, that was fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's just fun. Well, me too. I mean it, because for me, it, to come across your path means I'm doing something right. I think like you weren't there before because maybe I wasn't ready or something. And now here you are. You weren't ready. 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 (laughs) Well, it's more, it's interesting what you say about like these, these strong females. And like, I think what I've learned because I grew up in Philly, as I was telling you and like, suck it up, be a man, men don't cry. And what I realized through my process of, you know, what I went through is that I think vulnerability is a strength that we're, we're being fooled, man. Like a real man is everything. And it has that feminine, divine feminine and divine masculine balance. And we can, there's strength in the vulnerability. And I, part of my strengthening came from learning how to soften. If that even makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's interesting. You say this, I just got this um, picture. I've talked about it on the podcast a lot that um, these giant bulls in Spain, these massive beasts of creatures, these angry, powerful creatures, they put rings in their nose because it doesn't matter how big and strong and tough and angry they are. The minute you get that finger in that nose, you can bring that bull to its knees. Yeah. And this is the picture I just got when you were saying that is true strength is vulnerability, which is true. And think about if the bull, if you're the first person of the bull and you submit when time comes for someone to guide you, you've actually, you are still in full power. Cause you can impale that person at any time, right? You know, <laughs> yes. You've just, you've just created that space where there's no fear. And that's what vulnerability is. It's not that I am, we are weak. It is that we are more strong than even conceived. Oh. 
it's like, okay, in this place I submit, but at any moment I still am me. No yeah. one's going to hurt me. No one can penetrate any longer. And yet I don't need to brace for penetration of any type, energetic, right. physical, you know. Uh, so it is. It's so beautiful. Vulnerability. Unless we allow it, right? Yeah. Nobody can hurt us unless we allow it. It's, it's the same thing, you know, in the beginning of speaking the truth in a world where it's not invited. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so offensive. I can't offend you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You can only allow yourself to be offended. You can choose that. Um, and when I realized that, I was able to really just let the filter go because we don't mean to offend anyone. No. But I also, I mean, if we're speaking in public to a mass community, everybody has a different perspective and you're bound to offend someone. Oh, yeah. I got asked to give a keynote talk a couple of years ago <laughs> at the... Um, HR, whatever the National Association of HR uh, employees are, I forget, it's HR something. Like a human resources thing? Yeah, human resources. And it's their big national association. I got asked to speak to the Seattle chapter. Keep the employees in line? Oh, brother. I was talking, <laughs> and the talk was radical transparency, how to lead with vulnerability. And I'm talking about the first great awakening and the second great awakening. I'm talking about, I'm bringing in like, John Newton, who wrote the, the, the hymn Amazing Grace, who was a slave trader, who, who was a slave captain and lost slaves. And he became a slave himself. And the, and the Africans in West Africa took care of him when he became sick and it broke his heart and changed his life. And he goes back to London and he writes this. So I'm telling this great story about the ripple effect that you have on others. You'll never see the end of that, but we're all making ripple effects. I thought the talk was great. I'd be afterwards. <laughs> I crushed it. I was so good. And I I went to it, it was a paid speaking gig and and um I went for feedback. I asked for feedback and they're like, you were very offensive. <laughs> I was like You were very offensive. Offensive. And I was like, what? They're like, you offended most of the people. You got all negative reviews. I'm like, what? They're like, you brought in religion. You brought in these terms that aren't appropriate in HR. And I'm like, wow. Mm, appropriate. There's, there's a control word. Totally. Totally. And here I'm talking about some of the greatest humans that have ever changed the world. And they, the HR executives, could be one of those people. Right. But you are offended. Mm -hmm. So you miss once the second you're offended, you miss everything that comes after. Oh, that's it. That's it. Oh. Man, here we are. And that's what we're dealing with. It's like, okay, okay, okay. You know, and imagine my circle, right? So. Yeah, share your story, share your story. So let's, let's break that down before you even get in that. Usually I ask like, so tell us your story, where you've come from, what you've just left. Like give, give us the rundown, brother. Okay, so January 2nd, 1983, um, I was, <laughs> how much of this story do you want? A blustery day. <laughs> how much time you guys have? Let's go. Let's um, go. So, so, yeah, I grew up in, outside of Philly, one of the angriest towns in the country. If you know anything about, like, Philly sports, I played all the sports and rah, 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 right? Uh, I moved, there, felt like there was something missing. There was something greater out there. I wanted to do something extraordinary with my life. Mm -hmm. I wanted to inspire the world. 
And I watched movies and television. So, and parts of those things inspired me. And I wanted to do for the world what those things did for me. I moved to New York. I went to an acting conservatory. But once I got out of my hometown is when I started to like little nuggets. Somebody would say to me like, man, you're a really nice guy, but you're a little negative. You know, your, your jokes are, you're, you're hard on yourself. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just joking around. Very self-deprecating humor was how I managed, right? Um, and back then I was like, ah, whatever. Now I can look back and go, oh, all those thoughts and words matter, right? Mm. Um, but that was the beginning of hearing these things for the first time. Uh, I had massive back spasms <clears throat> in class one day and I, I was taken to an acupuncturist because I was like, yeah, I'll try anything, you know? And she kind of, the needles were in, she put her hands on me and, and was like, whoa, whoa, all this dark energy is flying out of you. I'm like, wow. What are you talking about crazy lady, just fix my back. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now she's one of my good friends and she's worked on me remotely and I've been working with her for 15 years through my awakening journey that started in 2006 with some back spasms, right? Even though I've had back spasms since I was 12 on the basketball court, never knowing that my body was trying to communicate with me. Until again, this is in hindsight, I understand that. Um, so throughout that, I tried, started to focus on positivity and the secret and, you know, all these, I was like dabbling in what we now understand to be spirituality if we have to label it something. Right. Uh, but I was, I went to become an actor because I wanted to understand humanity. Mm. I wanted to understand human behavior, what makes us tick. You, right. And I also wanted to inspire because sometimes movies inspire. Um, then I moved to California and Los Angeles, Hollywood, to, to the whole thing, because that's where you're supposed to be. And man, I was on that hamster wheel of auditioning and begging to earn a living, which is, I mean, we could get into that language, earn a living. Earn is where you put dead people. And it's like, well, it's spelled different. Oh, really? You want to talk about spells and spelling? Yeah. And oh, brother, there's a whole rabbit hole there. But, you know, I was really just trying to earn a living, but by inspiring. And I thought Hollywood was going to allow me to do that. But, you know, um, I went on the hamster wheel and grinding away and I'm paying my dues like I'm supposed to. And I don't know, man, in their 3D reality, I don't even know how I pulled off half the stuff that I did. You know, I actually, I would book jobs from an audition, like the old school way that they did in the seventies, eighties. Um, Cause now it's all offers. And I think these auditions are just kind of a formality to please SAG, mm. but really they want these names that can sell the show or whatever. Yeah. Um, then I started producing <clears throat> cause I still wanted to be part of a collaborative effort of storytelling to inspire 15 years after I left my hometown, I landed in the peanut butter Falcon, which, ends up being a film that actually did what I wanted to do. This is what I drove across the country for. And through that process, meeting Zach, Zach was the lead of the film. He has Down syndrome. And he is the definition of unconditional love. Mm. He is pure love. I mean, this he opens your heart. He does this. When you're in the room with Zach, he will tell you, I love you mm. as, long as, as long as you're there constantly. I love you, Aaron. And it's not just arbitrary words. He feels it. And then you feel it. Like we talked about yesterday about like receiving that love, yeah. which was something that was so hard for me. I didn't even realize that's something that I needed to participate in. Like I actually have to receive it. Yeah. You don't have a choice when you're with Zach. 
Mm. You receive it and then you give it back. And so this whole time I didn't even realize I was learning this, right? But I was dealing with the pain still. And, and I went through a moment where my, this finger was very swollen. And I was like having nights where I couldn't sleep. I couldn't move my hands. I don't go to the doctors. I'm just thinking it'll go away, but it didn't go away. It got worse. And they put me through the ringer, man. This is connected to your cervical spine and we need to take x-rays and the, oh, the x-rays showed degenerative disc disease and bulging disc, blah, the whole nine. And basically they told me, um, I, it, was a, it was a death sentence. Like this is something we can manage. There's no cure for this. And I had the best doctors in Beverly Hills and all this stuff. And they're showing me the, all the medical jargon going, oh, you're seeing this. And, and my, I would hear it and my body would justify what I was hearing. And now a swollen finger turned into crippled. I couldn't move my spine, every, my back, all the back problems came back. And I was in physical therapy and I had, they had me on all kinds of medicine and it was creating anxiety. They gave me medicine for that and all this stuff. And I'm like, wow. I was like a vegetable. I was 200 pounds. I was worthless. Um, we were going on, we, we were premiering the movie at South by Southwest. I remember being on the plane and getting off the plane. I was like all drugged up and the other, the other producers were like, can we put this guy in public? <laughs> Cause I was saying she, we were talking about another movie and I was trying to remember who the actress was. And it was like Kate Beckinsale and like, Scotty, wow. how can't you remember? Yeah we were just there and I'm like, oh, I was foggy, you know, yeah, yeah. but there was one day, you know, we went through that. I, I was always good. I could always like focus. Um, but when I was back in physical therapy and things were really rough and they were talking about finger surgery and spine surgery. And then they tried to give me an epidural mm. and something just clicked something that I didn't know where it came from. Then I understand where it comes from now said, no, no, I'm done. This is crazy. You guys are treating me like I was hit by a bus, mm. but this all manifested from within. So I'm going to heal from within because if I don't answer this call, the knock at the door that keeps getting louder, the ring, the key, just answer the call. If I don't do this now, I've been ignoring it for a very long time. If I don't do it, I'm going to get hit by a real bus. Mm. I felt like that was the next step coming. Cause I'm like, God, universe, source, yeah. it's talking to me. My body's communicating with me and I'm not listening, man. And my wife's pregnant. Mm. And that's what it, that's why it clicked. I said, maybe this is the only place I wear jewelry. Maybe I need to heal my heart. Maybe I need to heal my marriage, which is something I never would have thought. My marriage is fine. We're good. You know, maybe there's some depth. And what I realized is growing up where and how I did, I built walls around my heart. I don't know where it came from, man. You know, it just hit me in that moment. And I said, I'm done telling my body that it's broken. Um, if, if this is what I'm sentenced to for the rest of my life in mid thirties, I'm a vegetable. I might as well suffer. I'll give myself another year to try to heal my body with my mind. And that's, that was the journey. That's, that was the beginning of all of this, man. And I, when I did it, I was like, Holy smokes. It's fascinating. And I started to really learn about science in different ways than we were told. And this is all pre 2020. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. So I was blessed. I look at this now. I was, like, I was blessed to have my personal trauma before the world got 
to be forced into their collective trauma. Yes. Because right now everybody's being faced with their own mortality, right? Yep. That's right. Um, and it creates trauma and trauma is what squeezed me out of it. Mm. And I believe that what's happening now is forcing, like ignorance is no longer an option. I just happened to choose I was done with the ignorance because I was afraid to get hit by that real bus. And my biggest fear came true. Something that I, I learned in hindsight was that my biggest fear was being a dad who is physically unable to play with my child. And I, did, I wanted to have a kid when I was a teenager so I could throw the ball without oh, my shoulder hurts or I work too much and I don't have time or my body hurts. Right. I was going down that road my was my biggest fear. So I said, no, my son will never see a weak person. And I, I need to get my shit together in order to do that. And it's like, that's, we're being communicated with at all times. We all just have to choose to see it and choose yes. to listen. Yes. And, and that's where the magic is, man. You, uh, Real quick about Zach and, and Down syndrome and, and saying I love you and you feeling that openness and that outpouring of love. We had, uh, my wife and I had this old friend that her dad was a, a dentist and once a year he would uh, do free dental work on people with um, health issues and, and a really cool guy. But he said that he, his favorite patients in 30 plus years of practice were Down syndrome patients. And he said that he believed that God created Down syndrome people on this earth so that he could always look down and see someone smiling. He could always mm. look down and see someone happy. He could always look down and see someone grateful for what they have. And that is truly, we were talking yesterday that I saw in that plant medicine journey, the conveyor belts of the bodies, mm -hmm. and we all get to see the genetic uh, host that we jump into and the ripple effect that creates. And, and what an honor, what a high vibrational soul it is that jumps into the Down syndrome body and says, your world means nothing to me yeah my world is what your world gets to learn like that yes. is that is what a what a high well, there, honor i've had the chills for the past 90 seconds at least like I'm, <laughs> like i'm about to put a jacket on because when you said that i've had these theories about down syndrome and even autism yeah. like yes because it's on the rise right in a world of suffering Yes. Things like Down syndrome are on the rise yep. because what are they? Pure joy, pure love. Yes. And you said something yesterday where, you, you know, this is a movie you want your kids to see. And I'm like, thank you. I think a movie like this needs to be in all the schools yes. because the, where the world you and I grew up in, where there's something we don't know and we love to define everything. So we put it in a box. So at least we feel comfortable with it. Mm. And instead of pointing in the corner and going, that different, different is bad and weird, that person with Down syndrome is your biggest gift. Everyone should have a friend with Down syndrome. Yes. I think they're coming in here to heal the world in their own way because they feel the pain. They get made fun of. But the smile doesn't go away. Right. That is power. <laughs> and then like with – this is a sensitive subject and, and unless you receive it at a 5d level, it could sound offensive. Right. But like autism, it feels like 
these kids make a decision that you will not control me. You will not control what I came here to do. Yes. Because you think about how highly intelligent they are and how focused, like they have their focus. Yes. This is what they came to do. And maybe we're all meant to do that in a certain way, yes. but yet we get confused with all this stuff that we're being told that we lose our focus. And these kids go, because again, at that age, you know, I was fully vaccinated growing up and I, it seems like this is a big cause for autism. Yep. 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 And that's something that these children are being forced upon against their will. And I know it comes from a good place, especially yes. with the parent. Yes. No parent ever, ever wants to do any, but we think we're doing the right thing right. because that's what the medical field is telling us to do. And I think these, like you said, these high vibrational souls are coming in going, okay, man. Yep. And I, I think we're, we're going to see a time where that all changes. Yep. All these kids with autism shift back into, I don't know, man, there's something strong and powerful here where we, they came to teach us something because yes. it started a movement. Yes. Well, uh, a dear, just a beautiful soul, Blake, who came to um, a couple of my men's retreats and just an incredible brother. And he's so, if he's listening, I'm, I'm sure he is. He's such a beautiful soul. And he has a son with autism. And we talked to the men's retreat and said, I really believe, I, I truly believe I've been thinking about autism for, for many years. I mean, we have eight, six and four year olds since my oldest was born and just aware of all the, you know, this and that. What is When did they get frustrated? They get frustrated when they can't communicate. Who's the, who's the ignoramus? Them or us. Right. They're not frustrated that they can't communicate to us. They're frustrated that we are not on their level to communicate. We're not hearing them. We're not hearing them. Because we're not listening. We're not there. We are coming into that space. But I believe, and I've said this, and I was talking to my buddy last night, he was a Down syndrome sister, or I was saying that you and I talked, and, and he said, that's really interesting. What if what the world, the 3D, deep state, come on, all this, this old language stuff, with their intentions to do harm was actually the catalyst to create good. And I said, it's no different than the story of Joseph in the Bible, where his brothers sell him into slavery because they don't like this brother who has all these dreams and he's a dreamer. Is he autistic? Maybe, but he's communicating at a level that no one else understands. They don't like him. They sell him away. And then later he becomes the second in command of Egypt. And he's told his brothers what you meant for evil, God intended for good. Mm. Boom. Nothing mm. else. When we think in this human 3D polarity, good, bad, do I feel good, not feel good? Are we, you know, am, are we like, come on, it's like. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about this too because, you know, everybody, we're everybody's trying, again, to define God, which is undefinable, undefinable. right? But, but if like they're, the version of like God wanted to explore himself and find out who he is. So that's why we're all here. Yes. That's why we all, we're all different points of attention on the same stream of consciousness, yes. right? Yep. So what if God was just like, okay, we're playing a game. Yes. There's this team and this team. He never labeled good or bad. That's some bullshit that we yep. came to, right? Yep. Yep. It's just contrast. Mm. Because how would we learn without the contrast? Yeah. And putting labels on it, 
kind of detours our attention from what is truly meant to be. Yes. And that's, man, that's a tough one because that's where you need to find the forgiveness Mm. to go. Nobody did anything to me. This, they're just contrast. Yes. And you even get into politics or somebody who you think somebody's evil and doing it. It's just like, forget, find, they weren't born. It, like there's a child, there's a pained child in there. Yes. You have to forgive that person. For, I mean, it's all the circumstances that they've lived just brought them to this place and they're just on, on a different, they're on a team and they're playing the game. Cause if we all came in in this pure love from day one, we'd all be sitting under a tree singing Kumbaya for right. eternity. Right. And, and how do you learn who, how do you learn about yourself that way? And there's all the micro and the macrocosms of like, there's just, I mean, there's so, so many layers, but if it's a game, of course that team wants to win the game. That's the point of the game. Yes. So that's why you see the evil getting worse and worse and worse and worse right. because its job is to show us who we are and show us who that's we right. do want to be. hundred percent, hundred percent. There's this document I've referenced before on the podcast when I, I think with Lori Ladd or someone. She's awesome, by the way. You introduced me to her. Oh, she's awesome. interviews. She's, she's great. Beautiful soul. Um, and I think I brought it up in that episode, there's this document that another friend gave to me, this PDF, and it's called The Hidden Hand. And you can Google it. I don't know if you can find it on Google, maybe on DuckDuckGo or something. But <laughs> I don't yeah. use Google. I use I, Yeah, yeah. Another form of search. But um, The Hidden Hand was this global elite. Now, let me, let me preface it with, let's say, well, is it true or not true? I can just tell you how I felt. I felt I had a psychedelic experience reading this document. Mm. It was, it was psychedelic. And wow. what this person was, was communicating to a truther board on one of these boards and introduced similar to how Q introduced himself, introduced himself to this board and said, I'm one of the, I'm, I'm an elite family. And the 13 families that you know of that you think are the lowest of the low of the elites and you'll never know the people's names and we're of lucifer's soul there so we are of god we're all parts this is talking about uh, we're all different points of god and consciousness mm-hmm. and, and all the souls and, and in hebrew in judaism it says man uh and god breathed into man and man became a living soul so our soul is the neshama it's the breath of god it's, it's, we that's why prana is so important to breathe. And yeah, well, breath is life. It's life. It's life. And it's God and it's life force. And I don't even want to cut you off because you're not done your story. But go, be, go, so, say, it, say, 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 I won't forget. Well, because go. I'm thinking like in the beginning with the, the whole mask thing and I've, I've never, 100%. I don't do it. Yep. And in the beginning I was mad. I'm like, how can't you see it? Because again, I was blessed to go through my trauma. So I was able to see through it before yes. it happened. Yes because I understand different science that isn't spoon fed to us. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I would get really, I'm like, you guys, you, you don't understand. This is never going to go away. Anyway, I came to a, a different place of like, they're on their journey. So now when I walk past someone that's covering their face, I take a deep breath for them. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Because that's me under different circumstances. Mm. So if I judge or, or get angry at that person. It just hurts me. So what should I do instead? I see them, they cross the street. 
so they don't get near me like I'm a threat, yeah. which is c- the complete opposite. Right. I believe humanity needs to hug. Yeah. We're being told the out anything. It's all inverted truth. So whatever. Yes. The yes. <laughs> think the opposite. <laughs> yeah. But instead of being angry, because I feel that in my body and that those those my my finger, my spine, my foot starts to hurt again because mm. all that anger builds up. I just started to take a breath, say I love you, mm. and you'll. I'll meet you wherever we're going to meet on this journey. Cause we're all going to the same place. That's right. Right. We're just taking different paths. That's, um, right. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. That's th- I had a similar journey. I had to find a lot of compassion yeah. for the, the, the mask wearing crowd. And I don't mean in circumstance of like, Hey, if you want to, whatever, I mean, I'm hiking in mountain, I'm hiking in the mountains here in Seattle and people will turn their backs on in the mountains in fresh mountain air will turn their backs towards me and step. And I'm like, and they don't say anything to me. And I'm like, Hey, how you doing? But I told my wife, I don't belong on the same planet with these people. I don't understand. I was very angry. And I, I remember like, that feeling very well, man. I'm like, this is two different planets. Like, I don't understand. And then I was like, okay. Like what you're saying is like, Hmm. I remember what it's like to be so afraid and took a lot of compassion to that. So I, that's a beautiful story. And thank you. The, the thing with um, coming to teach us in the negative and the pulling and the pushing towards darkness and fear to awaken to love and light, mm-hmm. this guy in hidden hand said, we, we love you, but we are here to be as negative as possible because we love human, we love God. They said, we love the one infinite creator. We're serving the one infinite creator. Our task was to be the catalyst for ascension because there was no catalyst in the garden of Eden. There was just a time on earth where there was no choosing. So man did not ascend higher to where that plane was. So the serpent comes and gives Mm -hmm. the option. And that was the catalyst for ascension. But since that catalyst that we can choose light, it also meant that they were driving as far to darkness as possible. And it's taken this, this time period. And that's what I've been noticing all along. Hmm. Because again, and I guess it's just a blessing to be able to see it. Like I was predicting a lot of this stuff before it would happen. Hmm. Not because I'm some psychic with a crystal ball and a foof on my head trying to steal your money <laughs> in an infomercial at midnight. Right. I just paid attention to the patterns in, in life. Yeah. Yeah. What I would, because even history, I wasn't there. Mm. So it's like you read history and stuff and it's like, what resonates, what doesn't, some things make sense, some things don't. But with experience comes this understanding. Yes. So I really just started to think about these things from the patterns that I've, and it's like, I've been preparing for this my whole life, I guess. And I didn't realize it until it engaged in March when I started to say, whoa, see, I've been telling you this is going to go on. Now everybody's like, oh, just wear the mask. It'll be over soon. I'm like, no, it won't, man. It's going to get worse. It's going to continue to get worse. And you see individuals pop out Mm. in Awaken, right? Yep. Yep. But, but as you see it go on, because you've been watching the spells the entire time, yep. it's gotten so ridiculous because it's, it's offering people an out. 
Yes. Like, like we were talking, like the headlines, I don't even think human beings are writing this anymore. I think it's like AI at this point, yep. creating algorithms because they're so ridiculous. I mean, uh, George Floyd, that whole thing. Yep. His second grade teacher, according to the articles, was named Dr. Wayne Sexton. And she saved a photo, uh, I'm sorry, a picture that he drew when he was in second grade that he wanted to be a Supreme Court justice. And they show it on the news and all this stuff. And now I mean, like, wow, he was just about to get his road before that nasty cop. Yeah, right. Or the second- Because the life he lived wasn't really the path of a Supreme Court justice. Right. And also her name wasn't Dr. Wayne Sexton. Everything revolves around sex. Yes. It's very weird. Why is pornography free and everywhere? Like there's, it's so layered, but like anal sex, nobody sees that. Like things like that just got so ridiculous. That's why the people on the fence would start to wake up as they would. Okay. That's it. Wayne Sexton. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I can't breathe. Then everybody's wearing a mask. Somebody sees through that and is like, sees the connection. I'm done. Yep. Like it's giving people an opportunity along the way to go. All right, there's my breaking point. All right, there's my breaking point. There's my breaking point. That's why it keeps getting darker and darker and darker and darker. That's right. Because it's like, guys, at some point it's going to click for you. I just had, I just recorded this podcast um, with another beautiful soul. You'll love following. If you're not already uh, Daniela Sage of light codes on Instagram but we were talking about um, the pedophilia, the molestation, the sex of, of children and all these, these horrible things. And it's interesting in the Bible and in, in Ephesians, Paul says to put on the whole armor of God. And Q has referenced the whole armor of God multiple times in post, put on the whole armor of God, which is the helmet of salvation. And salvation means to be in love, to, to be literally in the presence of love. When we salivate, our body intrinsically reacts to a fragrant fragrance of food. Mm-hmm. Salvation is to be intrinsically enveloped in mm. love. That's what salvation is. It's not going to heaven. It's not going anywhere else. It's right. being in the presence. Bathing so, in that love now, in the baby, now moment. Baby. Just bathing in it. Oh, baby. That salvation is, is bathing in love. And Yeshua means salvation so jesus Mm. literally means bathe in love and didn't it really translate as joshua or yeah and so his name's actually not jesus jesus means hail zeus which is another deep which is very interesting yeshua and joshua this is what i (laughs) I know this is is turning into a 14 hour episode already (laughs) oh man this is just part one we'll call it just part one i know it's gonna be many parts um, but you have the helmet of salvation. So your mind, what you think of, if your mind is bathed in love, if you're constantly in the place of love, you can think rightly. You can, you can discern what is discretion? What is discernment? What is wisdom? What is, what is perception? What are all these things? They're in the mind, but that is only appropriately functioning in love. So the helmet of salvation, the covering. Then you have the breastplate of righteousness and righteousness has nothing to do with not swearing, not drinking, not doing all these things that Rome is deemed un-Roman. Righteousness means to be right standing. Well, standing in what? Again, in love. love. To be righteous is to walk in love. Your mind is in love. Your body is in love. You're covered in love. It is love. 
So the breastplate of right standing in love, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith. What is faith? Faith is uh, things hoped for, evidence not seen. So what is the most loving act you can do is to proclaim, to declare out of your mouth, to say it will, it will not, to utter in faith because you're in love and love can manifest and create anything, everything. Yes, but you don't try to force it. You don't allow, try. Allow just, God to work in the right. mysterious ways, right? Just ask. Yes, and but it should be given. Get, get rid of the practicality of it. <laughs> well, in order for me to manifest the, the blah, 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 I need X, Y, Z to happen. I need to get exactly. uh, No, stop doing that. That's right. Ask God and watch it unfold. Allow. That's it. So you have the shoulder fit. You have the helmet of salvation, breast water righteous, shoulder faith. You have the feet shod with the preparation gospel of peace. What does love bring? Love brings peace. Love covers a multitude of missed opportunities, missed directions. Like it's the blanket. It's the hug. It's the, it's okay. Come here. I will hug. Yeah. The feet shod with the preparation gospel of peace. And the last thing, the belt or the loins, King James Version is the loins girt about with truth, the belt of truth. Truth covers our sexual reproductive area. What is the last awakening that will take place here very soon when the veil gets ripped off of all the sexual perversion of children that is taking place on a global scale? When that veil, so it, it will get into complete darkness and then it will get revealed. And truth produces right genetic construction. Truth shall set you free. That's right. So what happens when you're sexually abused, right? And in between your life, where all this power lies, the power gets taken away. Your pieces of your soul leave the body and stuff like that, right? 100%. So what's going to happen when that truth is revealed? The soul is invited back, maybe? Yes. Yes. Is that what, is yes. that where yes. we're at? You know what I mean? Yes. And where interesting the, the Bible talks about, or, or the Hopi, all these different prophecies, the glorified body, the, the, you know, Q talks about these healing, there's healing, uh, instead of going in for an MRI or a CAT scan, you go into these tubes, there's actually regression chambers that people actually genetically heal and regress back to their fullest human form all these things does insurance cover that i don't know <laughs> 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 oh no it doesn't cover anything that actually works <laughs> yeah exactly right but it's uh when we the soul will come in the body will be the fullness of what it is and we will we will be able to create. Jesus said, greater things that I've done, you will do. And people are like, well, when's that going to happen? That happens in the fifth dimension. That happens in the age of Aquarius, the golden age, the age we are in right now. 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 <laughs> now. Yeah. Now. Well, it's so funny because this whole thing about the, the Christmas star and then the mm. religions, the second coming and all this kind of stuff. Yep. And I feel like when you get put in these walls, you're just waiting for a man to fall out of the sky and save us. Right. Or right. You, you go and vote so that a man outside yourself can save you. Yep. It's, it's what if Christ, Jesus Christ that walked the earth physically was a man ahead of his time yep. who just kept the vibration, never yep. saw anyone in the lower vibration, yep. only saw who they were yep. 
so that he could show them who they are. He could show us who we are at the highest capacity, right? And now that we're getting into this age of we're clearing, we're clearing, we're creating space to receive, to bring the soul back, to live in that high vibrational God frequency, it's a Christ consciousness. Yes. He's back. Yes. Just see it. Just embrace it. Accept it. That's just a version. Look, we all have we all have metaphors. Stories are just metaphors. We're all trying to figure it out, I guess, because of the way we were trained instead of trusting and allowing. But we got to dump all that old 3D garbage in yes. order to create space for, for, for truth. Not what we believe to be true from like rabbit holes, but like the feeling, the unexplainable yes. thing that you can't articulate that is truth that is god that is that higher vibration because when you think about the vibrations right the low frequency vibration is just slow yeah but every time we get the chills and like ooh, we got the bumps (laughs) it's because we're feeling that higher vibration that higher frequency just moves faster and that's kind of what we're feeling that's right so like who is god it's like oh you know how you just got the chills in that moment that's god that's god I don't know how to describe it in words. You can't describe. We're all, it's God, source energy, infinite intelligence, light, love. It's, I think it's all synonymous. There's a story that um, Alexander the Great, and I think it's historically true. I mean, it's written as historical fact. Who knows if it is or not, but either way, the teaching's great. There's a story that Alexander the Great goes to the rabbis in Jerusalem. And he asked the rabbis, Rabbi, how far is heaven from earth? And the rabbi said, look up into the sun. And Alexander the Great looks in the sun and he turns his eye. He said, that close. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, this is heaven on earth. We get the great heaven on earth. How far away is God? Look in the sun. Yeah, that close. There he is. Here it it is. is right here. And when you look at the sun, doesn't it feel like you're like en- engulfed and like it's inside of you? You yeah. like look at the sun, you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, 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 there he is. The sun's there looking he is. at me. Yeah, the sun's right. looking at me. Yeah. We are, we are a fraction of God. That's why, yes. and you know, and but Hollywood will twist the story and go, somebody's, they found somebody in the desert saying, I am God. And people find God and we say, that's weird, fooey. Right. No, man, we are all a little piece of God, you know, discovering who we are and all this kind of stuff. It's funny you mentioned the heaven on earth. Cause I was, was, uh, met a friend in the beginning of all this at a park and his wife is a nurse. Um, and I don't know them very well. He saw my keynote speech at the men's CEO group that I was talking, telling you about and like, just kind of resonated. He's a new father. I'm a new dad. You know, we just became buddies. He's a pilot. His wife's a nurse. But we became buddies and then we all met at the park and I didn't know what to expect. I told my wife, like his wife's a nerd. They might come with masks. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. we'll just, we'll respect their thing while also respecting ourselves and we could keep a distance and share a blanket from afar, whatever. They show up, they're hugging. And even, even his wife, who's a nurse. And I'm like, Oh, this is great. And we're sitting there on the blanket and his son is playing Frisbee with like three men, strangers, a black dude, white dude, Asian dude. And his son and like the sun is shining, it's a beautiful day at the park. And we're in the midst of chaos, mm. by the way, in Hollywood. So I said, I wanna give you an example. See that right there, look at your sun. The sun is, the way the sun is beaming and it's beautiful. And we're sitting here sharing a blanket. His, their daughter kissed Tyler on the forehead. Mm. That was his first kiss. I'm like, look at this moment. Mm. 
this moment represents heaven on earth because this is where what we're choosing to see. You see that helicopter right there? Those three helicopters pointing down over the looting and rioting? That's hell on earth. It all exists simultaneously. That's right. What do we choose to see? That's right. What do we choose to participate in? We don't have to wait to die to get to heaven. We don't have to go through the trauma I went through, the rock bottoms that I hit. We don't have to. Yes. But maybe some people have to. I I I had to. I had to get smacked upside the head because I was living in ignorance. You know, I was living a life of sin and debauchery, whatever that means. Hmm. Um, Because that was part of the... It was part of the thing, man. You don't... You were at Hollywood parties and we're trying to figure out how to fit in with humanity... And I, I always had this thing, like I could drink and drink and drink and do this or that. And I always had my wits about me. Like I would, would see people just kind of gloss over yeah. or blacked out. I never, Yeah. I could go on a three-day bender in Vegas and, and understand coming home, go through a depression. Yeah. But I never did the hair of the dog type of thing because I knew what slippery slope that could be. So yeah. I was always able to explore and experiment because I wanted that opportunity to right. understand humanity. Yeah, that situational awareness that you've, been, you've had, just the understanding. What Hitler did, this is, I'm going to take us there. And then, <laughs> so so <laughs> basically, what Hitler did, <laughs> dude, I actually mentioned oh. Hitler this morning in a podcast. It's wow. so funny you just said that. It's, it's incredibly, talk about contrast. Um, <laughs> Hitler killed all the artists and the musicians and um, because- Expressions of love. The expression, yeah, the expressionists <laughs> and he wiped them all out. And, and I look at, um, I can't wait, this, this would be very controversial, but guys that come to my mentor retreats uh, know that how I feel. I can't wait till sports are, are actually off the planet. Um, not- not, I haven't watched. Not recreational sports, whatever, to play with your friends, but like professional sports, but also professional artistry of Hollywood. Think of all, I, 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 let me make these, let me make these distilled. When you monetize it, it becomes no, the love and the fun is stripped. That and like professional athletes are killing themselves. What could they, those physical specimens actually do on this planet otherwise for to create yeah versus to destroy and not feed into the mob of rome and and all these things like what could hollywood all these brilliant beautiful truly beautiful souls they go there because they're on this journey and they get trapped in the sex and the drugs and the the blackmail and the this and then they're trapped and now they're doing what they're told in order to hopefully get a job exactly watching that's it what will the world look like when finally the great ethereal expressionists produce love. What when Hollywood is gone, but the craft of beginning, middle, of and end, and just you see what like. When well, I always sit. Yeah, like that. I came for the artistry. But unfortunately, we have to deal with this industry part of it, which sucks. Mm. Why does it suck so bad? And, and you think about money. And it, money is just an energy exchange. Yeah. Money is energy. Love is energy. Money is love. We are energy. Therefore, we are love. And our expression of art, 
they turned money into a control mechanism and, and, and a, a tracking device to keep track of your energy, right? So there should be an energy exchange yeah. for your art. But when, when they take the commerce side out of it, then what we're going to see is people are offering their gift of expression and art for the energy exchange of love. And it might be in the form of currency. If we're still doing that, it might, it doesn't matter. Right. That energy exchange yes. can be love. Yes. But we're exchanging it for dirty money, dark, low vibrational energy, which is money. Something that I keep thinking about is like you and I, and if we, we start, you know, spiritual gifts, we just want to give them away because it's the right thing to do. But it's like, no, we're being selfish if we're not, charging money and an energy exchange because we need to be making a lot of money so we can share it with the world and put it back into the world as love. Yeah. We're money laundering. Yeah. So take, we're taking the dirty money, yeah. that low vibrational, dark energy money that would otherwise go to Amazon. And then yeah. people complain that Jeff Bezos has all the money, doesn't have to pay taxes. It's yeah. like you put your energy there. So instead invest in yourself. Invest in your spiritual evolution. Give the money to people like us and, and, and yes. more people like us who are going to help you invest in yourself. And then we take that money and put it back out in the form of love. And then that starts to circulate. That's it's like alchemy. we're money laundering, right? Yeah, that's really beautiful. That, that is the We're cleaning the dirty money. <laughs> that's hilarious. I love that. It's... Um, like you, I had those negative tapes on money for, for so long. The way, man, <laughs> if I could just have it on now. man, it's so fascinating. It is. I, um, yeah, I don't even know where to say with that. I just, it's so <laughs> fascinating. It's a money. When in, when in doubt, always bring up Hitler. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you always jump to Hitler. I can and I will again. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, people, money. I've been around the, the, the I gave this, I had this opportunity. I was on um, with global elites, the elite of the elite. Mm, I remember, yeah. I've shared a little bit about it. And people served I, I remember looking at this one person like, are you human? The way they served this power, it was like, there was no, can, can I talk to you? Like, I don't know, just what money I've seen. It literally becomes a robotic program because yeah. technology is just an expression of us outside of ourselves. We're just trying to recreate humanity yeah. in a technical version type, right? So, yeah. You see some of the things that are going on. You can kind of see the program almost in a robotic way. Well, you hear like this in the Bible writes about that in heaven, heaven on earth, 5D world, the golden age, the streets are paved with gold. Meaning like what man esteemed in the 3D is like what is valued as our currency exchange and what our currency is based on or should or will again is not the currency. Like what is currency and currency? Maybe it's consciousness. Maybe it's love. It's love. Yes. It's love. That's what I'm saying. If we, if we just shift our perspective on money 
and understand that it's energy. Because if you take a dollar and you 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 put it to Postmates so they could deliver garbage to your couch, what happens? What any energy you put out comes back tenfold. Mm. So what what do you get from spending that dollar? You feel ugh. you order a bunch of comfort food, comfort yeah. food, yeah. and then you sit on the couch and you're like, ugh. you stifle your creativity. You say, I'll deal with it tomorrow, right? But if you take that same dollar and instead bring it to the farmer's market and hand it to the man who grew from the earth with love, with God's son and God's water and God's love grew stuff that you're meant to put in your body at this moment in time. Right. How do you feel? Do you, do you lay on the couch? Like that salad really weighed you down? (laughs) No, you like, you just, you nourish your body Mm. and then you move on. But, like for me, like I dealt with some food stuff too, where I asked myself, why am I eating like this? I'm stifling my creativity. And when I said that, I was like, whoa. Man, it's fascinating. We're at this, I, I, brother, you're such an awesome person. You're such an awesome man. man. I just like, man, I, I'm looking at like, man, you're bringing this stuff you. out of me. Like some I, of this stuff I never even said this before. Guy, <laughs> I want us all be in a room. I'm, I'm the same I, way, dude. That's why yeah. I was like, let's co-create. Let's collaborate. Yes. Let's build yes. a new world together, man. Yes. I have so many people. I actually just told my, one of my clients about you. <laughs> whereas, whereas in the old competitive world, I'd be like, don't, Oh, don't, don't go to Lucas Mack because he speaks more of your language and he might steal you from it. No, you came to me and I will share everything based on your personal needs yes. to move you along. Yes. Yes. To create space for the next. Yes. Or you come back because I offer something different from Lucas, but like, you know, you understand certain things that I don't and you can articulate and things in a ways that I can. And vice versa. Right. So why not share that? Because at the end of the day, we want these people to grow. It doesn't matter how. And when we start planting these seeds, we're all eating. It all comes back around. So if I play that game of like, oh, I hope she doesn't find out about Lucas Mack because then she'll gravitate more (laughs) towards him. I'm just living in a a poverty mentality again. Right. Scarcity. And a a lack scarcity nonsense. Yes. And when Abundance is all around us. Abundance, creation, taking nothing to something is the purest form of God. God in the beginning, God created in the, the what, you know, there was the God, word it's let there be light. And, and then there was light the, and there was light. But then before the word, there was a vibration of a thought hmm. and an right? intention. Yes. And an intention. Yes. yes. So ipso facto, if we are a fraction <laughs> of God, <laughs> focus on your thoughts. Where are they leading you? What are you creating with your vibration? Hmm. Which right? comes back to, Helmet of salvation, being in love, being have loving thoughts, and and blessing our minds. How? When's the last time I on my last uh, mushroom journey? And I'm still working on this. This is fascinating. I used to bite. I don't bite my fingernails anymore, but I'm still sometimes. I mean, I've had. I used to be racked with anxiety, like yeah, yeah, racked. And now I can sit and like. But I was like, man, when's the last time I just kissed my hands? Like I bless you, hands. Yeah. I bless you. I bless you, mind. I bless you, heart. I just bless you with the highest love and light. We're so, you know, I can be so others focused. I forget like, hmm, 
so that I can go out and bless another. And it's, it's that exchange of equal exchange. Mm-hmm. It's not, um, I just did that with a tree yesterday. Dude. Like what? <laughs> I just went and I'm like, I see you. Yeah. There are brothers. I see. We, we have been ignoring nature, like the, a tree. We just yeah. take it for granted. We walk past. And then a thing I really, because I was like, I see you've always been there. You're strong and you're growing just like me. And you're taking in the sun and water just like me. And I see you, you're offering oxygen that I need. And we, we are reciprocating yeah. and we have, we've stopped taking care of you the way you take care of us. And you know, you're so taken for granted and you're ignored. And then I went, I looked and I went, Oh, you're not ignored. You're just ignored by humanity. Because the butterflies and the birds and the squirrels appreciate you every yes. day. I saw the tree. Yes. And yeah. I wasn't on mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. I was coming off a conversation with you, which probably <laughs> had me bathing in love, which allowed me to see the fucking tree. And, and, like, I see you, brother. Oh, you that's it. It's wild, man. It's, it's you also incredible. talk about... I, I don't want to miss this, this part, and I don't know if we talked about... I think did we, we talked about urn. Yeah, yeah. But we didn't go down. Right. But like money, right? Because money, and look how complicated it is, which is why most people don't have a handle on their finances. Mm. It's very complicated and moving money, moving money, doing this, that, and the other. Yeah. How do we relate to money so that they can give us a little bit of that inverted truth, a little visceral understanding? Every word related to money has to do with water. Mm. We're made up of water, we understand water current currency um you want your money to flow you don't want to be underwater you don't want your assets frozen why is that so that we can understand it at a layman's level and and worship money the way we worship what water is life yes they tricked us to think money is life in some sort of weird way, right? Yeah, there's a spell there somewhere. Yeah. And there's more words than that. What else, what am I missing when it comes to money and water? Think about it. There, it's, it's, it's interesting to think about. That is, And you have to earn a living. And yeah. earn is where you put dead people. And a job, and there's something with Job. Job yeah, and trials and tribulation. Yeah, and adversity. Ooh, it runs deep, man. Huh. And I don't know the Bible like you know the Bible. But I understand that it's the most widely read and translated story in the world. Yep. I come from a Hollywood background. I see how they manipulate stories. Yep. So I'm like, oh, there's Bible everywhere. 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 I, I, after uh, <laughs> our conversation yesterday, I recorded a podcast and then I went to post it and no audio was on there. And I was like, oh, I guess. I was, you know, wasn't supposed to be, and it was just for me, but it was all about the Bible codes and new and numbers and. Oh, and like Torah code and stuff. Uh, yeah. Or it's is the, that like, same world? One, yeah. It's the same thing. So like one, two, three, four, five, all the way through 12. So yesterday, what the number 12 is the number of government. So 12 tribes, 12 disciples. It's 12 the apostles, same. It's yeah. the 12 apostles. It's the same. 12, 12 months in a year. 12 months of the year. Government who created the 12 months, Rome. So it's the government's time of control. Then you have 21, which is three times seven. Three is the number of God. And why I'm bringing this up is 
God. Three is the number of God? Yeah. Or seven. Three, I didn't. Okay. Three is the number of God. Seven. So is three is the number that three, three, three has been showing up for me ever since my son was born. Okay. Then check that. You're going to love this. Three is the number of God. Now, the only, the only um, physical representation in our realm that relates to God is water. Because water is the only, H2O is the only thing mm. that we yet are aware of, and maybe the only thing ever will be aware of, that can exist in three different forms and never changes chemical compound. Liquid, steam, ice. And ice, yeah. And it manifests in three different forms. And so God is the number three. So 21 is God times completion. Perfect. Seven times completion. So 12, 21 you add that up yesterday, it takes you to 33. 33 is ascension. <laughs> 33 is ascension. We have 33 vertebrae. This is the Jacob's ladder. It's ascension. Now, what's ascension? It's heaven on earth. Mm. What's eight? Eight is the number of new beginning. So they, they, God rested on the seventh day. What's he doing on the eighth day? The, the, the boys were circumcised on the eighth day, signifying a new beginning but new beginning on its side is infinite. So yeah, we're, always a new, we're always in new beginning. Right. Every day, right? We go to sleep, we yeah. die, we, we reborn when we awake. Sleep. And did, didn't Jesus die at the age of 33? That's what they say he did. Now, check. Okay, so we don't know that. Well, the Dead Sea Scrolls, which I, I think are, there's a book called The Dead Sea Scrolls and the Christian Myth. And the only um, guy who had access to the Dead Sea Scrolls that released the Dead Sea Scrolls, they've yet to be released to this day because- they're either Anglican or Roman Catholic who got access to the Dead Sea Scrolls, except for this one man who was an agnostic and he, he released it and they just hammered him for it. But mm. it showed that um, Yeshua was the leader of the Essenes, the Gnostics of the Jewish um, sect did move down to the Dead Sea area because they were persecuted by the Pharisees who were in league with Rome. The king of the Pharisees, did crucify Yeshua. He was crucified on a cross, but he was crucified in 88 BC. Now check this action out. I'm gonna, well, let's just go here, okay? <laughs> go for it, man. It says in Psalms that a day with the Lord is, is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. Is, everything's Bible. Everything's code. Bible, ba Babel, Babel. 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 Babel, you got it. Oh All man, I, I don't even, I can't even bring this up. But <laughs> so, so dude, I watched uh, the show you told me, Ancient oh, Civilizations. Oh, that is, oh. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, we got to go. Like you got, we so got to talk. I don't know. So, but keep going. <laughs> okay, so a day with the Lord is a thousand years, a thousand years is a day. So 2000, Jesus, quote unquote, let's just in this modern vernacular say Jesus uh, died 2000 years ago. But if it was 88 BC that he was crucified, Yeshua, the teacher of the scenes, the teacher of righteousness, which the Dead Sea Scrolls refer to him as, the teacher of righteousness, 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 was crucified in 88 BC. And the day of the Lord is a thousand years, a thousand years is a day. And the first time recorded in the Gospels, track with me for a second, just stay, everyone listening to this, just stay with me. <laughs> the first time that Jesus spoke to a non-Jewish person, was the Samaritan woman at the well. And it says that Jesus abode with the Samaritans, the non-Jews, for two days. 1,000, 2,000. At the end of the sixth day, what does God do? He rests. 
The seventh day is the millennial reign of Christ, Christ consciousness, the golden age, which we're in. Now check this out. If Jesus was crucified in 88 BC, 2000 years plus 88 BC takes you to 1988. Plus 33 years of ascension takes you to 2021. <laughs> oh man! Well, wow! Welcome to the greatest show, the greatest story. We are all actors in this, dude. One hundred percent. This is why Hollywood resonates, and they've inverted the truth. Oh, it's like we it. are living in a movie. All yes. of the world is a stage. Shakespeare yes. said yes. it's a play, and everybody's playing their parts. That's why I said there's two teams. Yes, God oh. didn't label bad or good. We did right. that shit. Right. Speaking of William Shakespeare, that's the second person who got the new. Oh, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> like you know. I. In this in this same town that William Shakespeare was born, oh, and God. and by the way, like there, I got into it with somebody about this, and I try, I was just like I'm not getting into it, but it's very you know a lot of coincidences, but it's like, um, <laughs> okay, so think about how they're steal they're they're stealing the algorithms too, right? Mm. Google William Shakespeare now, and what comes up? the greatest writer of all time or the nonsense they want you to keep believing hmm. the word, uh, by the way, I don't even say the word, you know, the word I'm talking about C19. Yeah. I don't speak those words into existence. That's right. I'm all, I'm never quarantined. I'm always out. I, it doesn't exist for me. Yep. Where is it anyway? Because I don't speak the power of the words. I understand that power, but what pops up when you Google William Shakespeare now, that word everywhere, not the greatest writer of all time who said all of the world is a stage. Oh my god! Amazing, amazing, amazing! It's okay, all right this, in front of us, man. This it's all is, right in front of us. This is for sure part one, and I think we're gonna have. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you can have your your son, and no problem. You know, no problem. No, no, she's just she's asking to steal my jacket for the wall. Okay, okay, good, uh, brother. I love you. I'm so thankful <laughs> for you. I give you the biggest hug, man. I I know, man. None of these virtual. I'll drive to fucking Seattle and hug you, bro. <laughs> uh, I'll come to you. It's a lot sunnier than it is here. I thought we just meet oh, in the middle. That's like both of these places. <laughs> oh man, thank you, um, thank you, thank you. How can people find you and connect with you and, and follow you? And I'm on all the stuff as long as they will uh, allow us. Um, as long as they exist, uh, I've started a, a group where I started working with clients of uh, Facebook. Um, I started a group called the awakened you, but everything's Aaron Scotty, awesome. Aaron Scotty, three, 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 I think on Instagram, yeah. Yeah. um, Aaron Scotty on Facebook. It, they're the two that I mainly use. I'm, I'm now I'm on parlor and stuff. I don't really play with it, but yeah. I'm just segueing just so just you know, learning, yeah. learning the ropes Yep. because I, you know, who knows what's going to happen and you want to be able to connect with everyone. But I think if you have Facebook, uh, that's the, the, quickest place and shoot me a personal message or join the group and awesome. let's continue the discussion, you know? Awesome. And I'll put your, I'll put those, uh, I'll put the Instagram link in there and I'll, I'll find you on Facebook right now. So we can help with that in right, cool. notes as well. And brother, I can't wait to talk to you like very soon. And I'll, <laughs> you know, I feel like we just scratched the surface. I know. It's like, what do we do now? Oh, there's so much, but I know. Man, thank all you. good things come to an end. We just have to, we, we have to die here so we can be reborn in That's the next right. conversation. That's you know? right. That's right. Man. 
Thank you. This is awesome, man. I love you. Thank you for having me on and thank you for receiving my reach out with open arms. And peanut butter Falcon, everyone go bless your family right now. Watch it, get your kids to watch Mm -hmm. it. It's on Amazon prime. It's on, I'm sure any movie uh, distribution. It's, freaking beautiful story and it's like it's like a huck finn and tom sawyer adventure ah it's just it's really such a beautiful story and and also no accident that um the other actor in that who has gone through his own journey and trauma in his and there, he's not done. He's not over. There's going to be, so I, I feel a oh, yeah, soul connection for that guy. That, that, there's, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I have, I've gained a lot of respect working with him. Yeah. I see him. I think I was one of the only ones to actually see him. There was yeah. always like, send Scotty to talk to him. Mm-hmm. For some reason. He's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, there's. But, there's, I, but I, I see him. Yeah. There's a lot of pain. And, and you know what, it takes guts to share that pain on screen because a lot of actors, you know, they're, they got really, really good at the mechanics. Yeah. Shia doesn't Shia. Yeah. This is on that screen, man. Yeah. I'll give him that. And that movie he did about pseudo of his life or whatever, I forget what that was called, but. Um... Yeah. But honey boy. Oh. Brother, you, you're We're all king. on a journey, man. You're a king. You're a king. You're a king. <laughs> you are. You're a king. You are, brother. I, you're a king. I will, I will, I will receive that receive as you it. taught you me. Are. You are. You are. <laughs> Thank you, brother. And uh, we'll, no, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you for leading by example. Oh, you, 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 you make it safe mm. to love and to feel love. Because mm. why are we avoiding it? <laughs> bathe in it, Why? You know? Why? Bathe, in it. bathe in the love that's right that's right brother Aaron, thank you thank you for coming on thank you for sharing your story thank you for being a powerful voice oh man excited to hang <laughs> excited to hang everyone thank you so much for listening i bless you with the infinite and unconditional love of the one infinite creator in the coming days like i said in the beginning of this podcast It is so important for you to remain in love, to come back into your body, to ground so that you may ascend, to be humble that you may rise, to be vulnerable that you may be strong. These dichotomies are so important. So know that everything is going to be okay. We are under the law of love and nothing can take us out of that. I'm Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution. Thank you so much for joining. And I look forward to talking with you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com. <laughs>